A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Well, hello everyone, and you join us here today to talk about a brand new Breitling hot off the press, a new Super Ocean. Tom, um, Breitling's obviously been around for a very long time. We haven't been around quite as long as Breitling, but for the amount of overlap that we've been around and Breitling's been around for, what's been your feeling on the stuff that they've been producing? Generally, they're not my favourite. Um, some of their Super Oceans are quite nice. Their Navitimer... I get a bit of a headache when I look at that dial. Looking at that dial for me is like being a first year going into a maths lesson and there's the previous lessons, A-level work still up on the board and you look at it and you go, what the hell is that? I hope I don't ever have to deal with that. <laughs> That's my feeling on the Breitling Navitimer dial. But uh, yeah, generally Breitling, not my favourite, but um, I'm open to anything. You know me, Andrew. I think what you're maybe too polite to say there is that, hey, Breitling have made some fine watches. They've not really made any stinkers, but there's nothing there that really makes you think, do you know what? That's a bit tasty. I want that. Oh, I need that on my wrist right now. Exactly. And I, I do think they've been dining out on the Navitimer for a long, long time. Those Those bones are picked bare. Sure. And it doesn't make sense because they've got an enormous fantastic back catalogue of products they're you know, one of the big hitters when it comes to the watch industry and so it's been great to see in recent years that they have been starting to plumb those depths and bring back some of that awesome heritage with for example the super ocean heritage 57 which we saw fairly recently very very nice watch well well tom they are doing it again with the super ocean automatic which has just been launched by the Surface Squad. Ooh. Now, I don't know about you, but <laughs> the Surface Squad sounds like one of those G.I. Joe type public service announcements where they're like, don't throw that in the water, Jimmy. Aww. Yeah, they sound a little bit proactive, don't they? Like some sort of 80s environmental team from Saturday morning cartoons. Surface Surfer Squad! squad. <laughs> <laughs> they poke their noses in where it doesn't belong and they're just proper know-it-alls and just leave me alone do-gooders but aside from those uh those meddling surfer squad individuals who are out there spoiling everyone's fun on the haunted pier this new super ocean automatic is a little bit of interesting um can i give you a little bit of history on it yes please it's inspired by the 1960s super ocean slow motion Um, Basically, what Breitling did is they came to the dive watch game a little bit late with their original 57 model. And they were thinking like, oh, we make chronographs. Chronographs are cool. How can we make a chronograph dive watch that's different and interesting? And so what they did, 
because they took a dive watch, they put their chronograph in it, and they ditched the seconds hand. And everyone was like, what? Nice chronograph, bro. <laughs> the, the seconds hand is the thing that you use to tell if your watch is running, so it's kind of a weird idea to do. Sure. Um, but they replaced the chronograph seconds hand and the running seconds hand with a chronograph's minute hand. Right. And they put a big, chunky minute track around the inner edge because they were thinking, well, when you're diving, you want to know how long things have elapsed in minutes. Yeah. So your air filters or your oxygen time or the time to your next... Uh, checkpoint for example and so you can then use the bezel with the running minutes and you can use the minute track with a minute chronograph right yeah and you can zero the minutes as well which is quite handy to time stuff exactly uh but of course creating a new solution to a problem that didn't exist made more problems that they had to solve such as the fact that when the chronograph was running you couldn't really tell because it's going around once an hour so they then had to add a little dot just above the six o'clock marker that just uh, changed colour, just rotated around so you knew it was running. But you still didn't know if the watch itself was running, so um, nice try. <laughs> right, okay, yeah. Anyway, things are a little bit different now, so they are revisiting. Potentially dangerous is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, potentially dangerous, like... Um, you can imagine the diver just very short on oxygen just lifting it to his ear giving it a rattle like is this thing on and then promptly dying oh dear so they have revisited this style it's more about how it looks than how it runs you don't get the chronograph anymore it does have running seconds the minute track isn't for timing anything with really because you can't reset the minute hand unless you change the actual time manually but nevertheless it looks a bit different it looks a bit interesting some of it We'll get into that in a second. Uh, Tom, do you want to take us through the very lengthy specs for this watch? Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, so y you were so right when you predicted that this year was going to be a colourful year and we were going to see lots of different colour variations. So that's what we've got in this lineup as well. Many different colours, four different sizes, 46mm, 44, 42 and 36, and three different case materials, steel, steel and gold and bronze. That's 16 variations in total for this watch. Um, so find the one that suits you best. I do note with the case size that uh, they've missed out the most popular case size, the 39 to 41 <laughs> millimetre category, for some yeah. strange reason that is uh, beyond me. Um, yeah, so 42 it is. Uh, so yeah. Each one comes with two strap options, rubber or bracelet. The bronze version is a special alloy that is highly corrosion resistant so if you're taking it in the sea which boiling wants you to do it will be resistant but it will develop a subtle patina over time allegedly which might be quite nice i always quite like the idea of a bronzy watch yeah changing over time yeah 300 meters of water resistance uh, good for a splashy splashy watch <laughs> uh, the caliber b17 inside based on an ETA 2824. 38 hours of power reserve. Um, what do you think about that, Andrew? Yeah. It's not a problem. It's not a problem, but it's also not very in keeping. Tudor, their movement partner, they, they share uh, movements with Tudor's movement manufacturer, Kinesi. Right. Why are they, why are Brightling still using ETA? I don't really understand. I don't mind it. It's fine. Tried and true. 38 hours of power reserve. Yeah. Instead of the 70-odd that we would expect, it's 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 fine. It's fine. Yeah, come on. Yeah, so anyway, uh, there's a scratch-proof ceramic inlaid bezel. The bezel is unidirectional most sizes, but the 46mm uh, has a bi-directional bezel, um, but with a painted lock at 9 o'clock. 
which is a little switch that you can lock the bezel in there. And it gives it a little bit more width. Uh, I'm not sure if that's included in the 46mm, but hey, there you go. Something else to press and play with when you're, uh, you're sat there in the office board. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Saying it's patented like it's this brand new thing, the Ploprof has had it since the 70s, so calm down, Brightling. But nice, nice idea. Maybe it's the shape. (laughs) (laughs) We've invented ridges. Yeah, we've invented putting it in a slightly different place. Patent approved. (laughs) Have you seen the colours yet? Yeah, yeah, nice array of colours bright colours as to be expected this year well before you spoil what they are if you're a listener if you've been watching this with your eyes closed maybe pause the video now and have a guess what <laughs> colours you might think Brightling may have been inspired to use with this particular watch in order to make it popular is it that shade of turquoise that's popular with that bint from the jewellery store <laughs> <laughs> you would be correct. <laughs> no, it's nice. And also the colour of the season. Green. Green. Yeah, good. Green, used use very fetchingly with the bronze case and also with the steel case. Mm. Quite a nice pairing there. It's not just green, it's kind of got a smokiness to it. It's also brown and, and blue and orange, which is limited to a thousand pieces there's a navy blue too and and there's also black and white for 90 percent of the population yeah it's a nice spectrum of really bright and fresh and summery to quite rich and luxurious so prices range uh, given the enormous amount of specification on offer from four thousand six hundred dollars to six thousand seven hundred dollars which makes it fairly uh fairly affordable it's not as cheap as you would expect a tudor black bay or the black bay 58 especially to be but then again, the, the Brightling name is probably a, a better known name than Tudor and bleh, I don't know. So, um, but the real big, the real question that I have with this watch is, does it look like a Rolex or not? I can't quite figure it out. Um, uh, I didn't really think of that, to be honest. But yeah, maybe. Let, 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 me, let me pitch why I think it is. It, it looks like that. Go on. So are you familiar with the Rolex Deep Sea Challenge? I think so. Big, chunky thing made for James, James Cameron's Cameron. yeah, trip. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, big, chunky rehaul with the Deep Sea Challenge stuff on it. So on, on that watch, a three-piece bracelet. We, we see that on the Super Ocean with a slight angle, as if that makes it different enough. The taper in the lugs and the chamfer at the end. Quite chunky, quite aggressive angles. The bezel with those scalloped notches in it all the way around, kind of spaced and sized appropriately. The ceramic bezel with the greyish numbers in between um, rectangular markers and some of those hash marks. A little luminous pip. And then the minute track with very similar Rolex-looking font numbers on it that kind of looks a bit like the Rehab and Deep Sea Challenge. And then the tiny little dial in the middle with big bulbous numerals now you might say yeah but it's a dive watch and all dive watches look like that but when you look at the old super ocean slow motion it looks completely different it looks completely different lugs are different the bezel is different the uh, fonts are different the arrangement of the minute track is different it's completely different you would you would never say the slow motion looks anything like the deep sea challenge but you go back to the super ocean automatic and 
Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, I think there's some concessions that need to be made, isn't there? I think they can take the little design cues that they like from their heritage version and um, mix it in with the current Super Ocean that people are familiar with. And then, you know, you've got to keep up with the big boys and check those boxes, you know, ceramic bezel and things like that. You know, make, make sure it's at least competitive, I don't know, or comparable at least. Yeah. But like you say... It, a dive watch is a dive watch is a dive watch is a dive watch Andrew come on <laughs> I think somewhere between the design team and the commercial team they've argued backwards and forwards on how much it should look like a Rolex and how much it should look like the slow motion and they've settled on something in between you get the square markers you get the brightening logo the big square uh, minute hand which um, is inspired by the minute chronograph hand on the original You've got the coloured tip on the second hand, which is inspired by the coloured ball that rotated on the original, and those square markers. So they're saying the circular tip on the end of the second hand is inspired by the on-off chronograph indicator from the slow motion, not a Rolex second hand, right? <laughs> Just a happy coincidence. <laughs> They've painted the tip and that's, that's different. That needs a new patent. Um, so I don't know. I, I think it's a very attractive looking watch, but it will be when you base some of it on a very attractive looking Rolex. Dear viewer and listener, help us decide. Have Breitling gone too far down the Rolex route, or if they really stuck more towards the slow motion, their original heritage? Very interested to see what the consensus is there. I'm on the fence. I think it's an attractive watch, but I think they are skirting close towards um, litigation territory <laughs> for some of those design influences. No, it's fine. I, I think it looks fine. I like it. I think the dial's different enough. Yeah, they've got that oversized minute indicator ring, which looks a little bit like a rehout on a deep sea. But other than that, I think it's distinctive enough. I think it looks like a Breitling. I really, I really like it, actually. It's a nice line. Uh, that's something from Breitling I can get behind. I think, yeah, happy with that. I really like it too. I think I prefer the Heritage 57, but I love to see that they're sourcing their knowledge more from their back catalogue once again and creating watches that are actually interesting and inspiring. Mm. Um, so good on you, Breitling. And I will pat you on the back. Ex extra credit for doing the 36mm version. Thank you. So, there you have it, the new Breitling Super Ocean Automatic. Let us know what you think about it. Uh, while you're leaving your comment, do click the subscribe button. Make sure you've got the notification bell clicked too, so you see all our lovely, lovely videos in the future, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Surfer Squad! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.